0: Thank you for joining our broadcast at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to citylifechurch.cc to find the giving option that works best for you. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy today's message. I want to speak to you today on the subject, grace is enough. Grace is enough. Verse 9. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. Your Bible may say sufficient. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. So that the power of Christ can work through me. The Bible tells us where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. I love what the CBS translation says. It says where sin multiplies, grace multiplies in greater dimension. That word abound means to make small or to push in. It says where sin pushes in and makes small, grace steps in and pushes back and makes big. And you say, well, pastor, what is sin? I come to church, but really, what is sin? Sin is that which separates you from the nature of God, the presence of God, that which is contrary to the word of God. Things that come into your life and begin to separate you from God's love and his presence. You say, well, pastor, what is grace? It is that unmerited favor of God that activates his love and his favor in your life. And it comes in like a force. It comes in almost to occupy and take ground and bring you into a place of alignment. Because in your life, you will always be continually aligned because God is continually working in your life. The Bible said he moves us from season to season. You're now... is not greater than where you're going. You say, well, pastor, it's really good right now. Get ready. The Bible tells me that my best is always yet to come, but I will never walk in greater without the grace of God. That's always sufficient. Now, when I pray, I don't need to pray that God's grace might work. It says here, it is. Somebody say is. It's already been established. It is sufficient. It's not something that he could do in my life. It's not something that he might do in my life. It's not something that he could make available or might make available to me this scripture says his grace is sufficient in present tense it's not something that I hope will come or might come but he said here he said you know my weakness is abound I find that when I look in the mirror I can tell that I am weak and there are areas in my life that I struggle but I am reminded that in my weakness God comes in and shows Himself strong why because his grace is 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 sufficient Or it is enough in my life. Would you put your hands together for the grace of God this morning? We are a grace church, but but don't, but hear me and hear me, hear me well. Grace does not give you a license to sin. It does not give you a license to live however you want. What it is, it's a keeping power. It is strong enough to keep you from falling, but if you do fall, it is powerful enough to pick you up. And this is what the scripture says. He tells us that it is sufficient. It is sufficient. Now, there there are a lot of gospels out there that that, that kind of tend to kind of shift towards that because grace is established and Christ died on the cross, that anything you do is okay. And I don't believe that because I, I don't believe that's the character of Christ. But I do believe this. God loves you enough, even in your poor choices. To provide a better way. I, someone asked me the other day, he said, Pastor, does God love me just like I am? Will he receive me just like? I said, oh yeah, but he loves you enough to provide a better way. He loves you enough to tell you that there are greater seasons when you align with his word, And this is what the Bible said. I began to read about the uh, life of Samson this morning. Now Samson was A gifted young man. Matter of fact, from the very beginning of Samson's life, um, we find that God marked him for great things. Matter of fact, in his birth, the Bible said an angel showed up to his parents' house and told them that they were going to have a son. They were barren. But this son would be marked with greatness. And he told them several things. He would have to come into covenant and he would not be able to cut his hair because he was a Nazarite or he would not be able to drink strong drink. Not everyone made this covenant, but Nazarites did. And he made this covenant, and he would not be able to eat uh, uh, unclean meats. And he came into this covenant, and his parents began to raise him under this covenant. And before long, they realized that young Samson had supernatural strength. I mean, he's just knocking kids around at the playground you know he they don't realize they that's going to help move the furniture and he just does it all by himself you know i mean they just realize he has this supernatural strength because when you come into covenant with god there is always supernatural strength that comes with it when you walk in covenant there's always supernatural strength power and grace that it is it is accompanied by and the bible said he begins to grow and before long the enemies of the children of god even in a captive place begin to fear samson the israelites were um, were under oppression to the philistines but in this they found that samson rose in great strength and those that held them captive feared samson at one time at one moment in his journey uh, he kills a thousand philistines at one setting this is in your bible judges 13 through 16 At another setting, the Bible says he carries the gates of the city to show them his strength to the top of a hill and sets them down. I mean, Samson is a bad dude. I mean, you know, he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger on steroids. Not to say Arnold Schwarzenegger took steroids, I don't know. But but he's a bad dude. He's a big dude and he's got grace and strength at work in his life. And the Bible says before long, he is connecting with the Philistines. And he is intermingling with them. You have to watch who you connect with. Because when God marks you for great things... There's a responsibility that comes with it. The Bible said he's connecting with the Philistines. And before long, we find that he is allowing things into his life that is trying to separate him from the covenant of God in his life. There are things that are coming in, and they're trying to separate him from the covenant of God in his life. We find that as he grew, he began to grow strong in grace. But there are some things in your life that sin will do. Now, I want you to hear this, and I want you to hear this in love. There are some things that will come into your life and happen because of sin. First thing is, sin will take you further than you plan to go. Sin will take you on a journey further than you plan to go. It will take you on a journey. This is what the Bible said. Samson eyed Delilah. She was a harlot. And the Bible said before long he fell in love with Delilah. He fell in love with her. He went to visit her, but before long he fell in love with her. Sin will always take you further than you plan to go. But I want you to realize it will not only take you further than you plan to go. Sin will always keep you longer than you plan to stay. It will keep you. It will entangle itself around you. And the Bible said before long he is living with Delilah. And the Philistines saw this and they came to Delilah and they told Delilah, they said, we will give you 1100 pieces of shekel if you will, will betray Samson. Find out the power of his strength. Find out why he is so strong. If you will find that out, we will take him captive and we will make you rich. Here's the thing. Samson loved Delilah, but Delilah did not love Samson. When you allow yourself to be emotionally attached to things that are not for your good, they are not there to bless you. They are not there to promote you. They are not there to bring increase in your life. They always bring destructions. He fell in love with Delilah. And before long, he's living in this house. He's living with Delilah. And she begins to ask him some questions. The Bible said he's laying in the lap of Delilah. And the Bible said she asked him, why is it that you you are so strong. And she kept nagging him and asking him. And the Bible said she nagged him to death. Anybody ever felt like that? Don't look around you today. I saw three husbands nudge their wife this morning. I saw two wives point at their husband. I'm joking. The Bible said she nagged him to death. And this is what he said. If you bind me with seven vines that have never been dried, I will lose my strength and I will be like any other man. I will be like any other man. He went to sleep. She wrapped vines around him. And then she yelled out, the Philistines are here. They were waiting. And when they came in, he ripped through the vines. And the Bible says he destroyed the Philistines that came against him. Laid back down in Delilah's lap. She began to nag him again. Said, why is it that you lied to me? Don't you love me? Now, don't you think he would have thought if she wrapped me in vines? (laughs) Samson's strong, but not too smart. (laughs) Don't you think the first time? But finally, after a while, he said, if you wrap me with new ropes that have never been used, I will be as weak as any other man. She yells, the Philistines are upon us. He ripped through the ropes, destroyed the Philistines. Another week, seven days of nagging. Finally, he gives in. and This is what he says. If you braid my hair. Now watch, he's getting closer to the truth of covenant in his life. It started with vine. Now it's rope. Then it was the hair. If you braid my hair with fabric, I will be as weak as any other man. He went to sleep. She braided his hair with fabric. I'm telling you. She yells, the Philistines are upon us. This is what the Bible said. He gets up, rips the fabric out of his hair, and destroys the Philistines. I would have left Delilah's house by this point. But this is what sin does. This is how the things of the enemy come in and they rock you to sleep before long. You don't even know that they are there in your life. And the Bible says as they are in this, this is what the Bible says in Judges chapter 16 verse 22. Then Delilah pouted. How can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? You have made fun of me three times now and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. Finally, Samson Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut. He confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head would be shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become weak as anyone else. Delilah realized that she had fi- he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he has finally told me a secret. For the Philistine rulers returned with money in their hands. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap. And then she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. In, a way, in this way, she began to bring him down and his strength left him. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. And when he woke up, he thought, I will do as before. Now listen to this. I will do as before and shake myself. But he didn't realize the Lord had left him. Watch. So the Philistine captured him and gouged his eyes. And they took him to Gaza where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind again in the prison. But before long, here's the grace of God. I love this. But before long, his hair began to grow back. But before long, his hair begin to grow back. Sin will not only take you further than you desired to go. It will not only keep you longer than you plan to stay but listen to me it will cost you more than you thought you ever had or could afford to pay it will cost you if you don't watch it will cost you your testimony it will cost you your influence it will cost you the strength of your life as you journey in the spirit it may cost you your livelihood it may cost you your family it will always cost you more than you can afford to pay but this is what the Bible says now Samson this man of strength the one the Philistines feared he was now locked in bronze handcuffs and he is blind and in the Bible said he's grinding at a meal and he made sport for the Philistines that, that all that means is this every time he walked around they came by and they would laugh at the great warrior Samson he cannot see I will tell you this is what sin will do in our life it will cost us our strength and our vision it will keep us from being strong in the Lord and the power of his might you may be saved but you can be weak if you Have things in your life. It will cost you the strength of your journey and it will keep you from seeing into the future and the things that God has for you. It started slow, but before long, it got closer to the truth of God's plan and purpose for His life. And it was separating from the thing that gave Him strength. It was not the hair that gave Him strength. It was in the covenant with God, where God said, If you will stay true to the word that I have given you, I will make you strong, I will defeat your enemies. I will lift you up. I will give you favor in your life. But I love what happens. Samson is broken. He is blind. He is being laughed at by the enemy. But the Bible said the grace of God began to work and the hairs on Samson's head begin to grow again. And I love what the Bible says in Judges chapter 16 verse 25. The, the, the Philistines were drunk now. And the people demanded, bring out Samson so he can amuse us. So he was brought out from prison to amuse them. And they had him stand between the two pillars of the the city supporting the roof. And Samson said to the young servant who was leading him by the hand because he couldn't see, Place my hands against the pillars that hold up the temple. For I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. And all the Philistine rulers were there. And there were about 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. Then Samson prayed to the lords. And he said this, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my two eyes. And then Samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held up the temple. And he prayed, let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So he killed more people when he died than he ever did during his lifetime. Well, his end was strong. But here's the trueness of this statement. Samson had foundational issues in his life. And if he would have allowed the grace of God to work in the beginning, he would have never ended like this. But he laid down in the lap of Delilah that which was not connected to the covenant of God. And before long, it whittled away at his strength. It whittled away at his purpose. It whittled away at the plan of God for his life. And before long, there was no vision in his life. He did not see and the enemy was laughing at him with every step see when you do not live out your purpose and I do not live out my purpose in the kingdom the enemy sits back and laughs he sits back and knows that you are not fulfilling the potential of your life but when grace begins to work in your life I love where the bible says and the hairs of Samson's head begin to grow again I don't know where you're at but maybe today you feel like you cannot see the future maybe you have made poor choices Maybe there are things in your life that are keeping you from the best that God has for your life. And you feel weak spiritually. Uh, The grace of God can come in and allow the things in your life to flourish. And even though you feel like you've lost it, God says, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. It is made strong in your weakness. It is made strong in the broken places of your life. This past week, I heard Tony Evans just speak and release a masterful message to our general conference we were at in Orlando. And he told a story. He said that they had a house they had built several years before. And one day he walked in to his bedroom and he noticed that the wall had been cracking. And he called a painter from his church over to fix the wall. And He made an appointment. The guy came in and he patched the wall, fixed the wall, and then painted the wall. He said, it looked great. He couldn't see the cracks. He said, about a month later, the cracks began to reappear. Called the painter back. Painter fixed the cracks, painted the wall, and he left. About 45 days later, the cracks reappeared. He said, I called another painter. Painter came in. And he looked at the wall. He walked up and touched the wall. He said, He stood back and he just looked at the cracks. He looked at me and said, You've got cracks in your wall. He said, I know. That's why I called you. He says, I can't help you. He says, You can't help me. I heard that you specialized in fixing broken places and cracks in the wall. He said, Oh, I do but I can't help you. He said, why can't you help me? Is there a problem? He said, oh no. I can paint the wall, I can patch the wall, but that's not really your problem. He said, the problem is not the wall. The problem is the foundation. And until you fix the foundation that is settling and uneven. He said, he took me outside and I could see where my foundation in that area of the house had shifted a little bit and there were cracks in the foundation. He says, you can keep painting the wall And the cracks will keep coming back. And every time they come back, they will come back with greater force. He said, because the house is settling, because the foundation has issues. And that's how some of us are in this place today. We just keep patching the wall on Sunday mornings. But by Wednesday, the cracks are back. We keep patching the wall with another good service. But by the end of the week, the cracks are back. But this is what he said. He said, when sin comes in and tries to destroy you and rock your foundation, steps in and it steps in like a force he said when you fall it will pick you back up when you are down it brings you back in when you feel like it's over I step in and declare your best is yet to come your ladder will be greater than your former the bible said the hairs on Samson's head begin to grow again come on jump to your feet when God marks you with covenant and blessing and you ever realize that there's a purpose in your life you understand this there's a responsibility that comes with it because before long Samson began to wander out of covenant and began to mix with people that were not in covenant and before long he allowed those voices of people that were not in covenant to influence his life It was more than nagging. It was words. And words have power. And words will either lift you or tear you down. They will either speak life or deliver destruction. And those were not just nagging words that we laugh about. They were things that were chipping away at who he was. And before long, he laid right down in the lap of those that were speaking those words. And it started out funny. He thought it was funny vines, then he was roped. But before long, it got to his hair. And before long, he was broken. And there was no vision in his life. And the Bible said he was grinding. What does that mean? He was walking in circles. He was just walking in circles. He was going nowhere and he had no vision for his life. But then the grace of God would intervene. And I believe the minute that he felt the stubble of new growth, oh, it's not much, but God's at work. I'm not in overflow yet, but God's at work. I'm not where I used to be, but God's at work. I'm not back to all I've lost, but God's at work. I've not got out of this mess yet, but God's at work. I'm not seen the turnaround yet, but God's at work. I've not seen my children back in relationship with me, but God's at work. I've not seen the breakthrough, but God's at work. I've not seen it like... I just felt impressed to tell someone this morning, if you could reach up spiritually, not physically... Some of you bald gentlemen are trying to feel if it's working right now. But but listen, if you could just reach up spiritually and see, there's just some new growth. God's at work. His grace is sufficient. His grace is working, but you've got to embrace His. This is what Samson did. He knew that he would never go back home It would not be like it was. But this is what the Bible says in his brokenness. He would find greater victory in his death. He was a type of Christ. Because in the death of Christ, even though blind eyes were open and lame legs walk and great things happen like feeding a multitude with a sack lunch and changing water to wine, the greatest thing that Jesus ever did was dying on a cross. His greatest victory was in his death and he was going to be a type of Christ. Samson's greatest victory. Would be in his death. And you know where our greatest victory lies? When we die to self. And we die to sin. And we declare your grace is sufficient. You are working even now. We're going to pray today. But I don't want you to hear this message as a judgment message. I want you to hear this message as a message of love. And God's favor that desires to work in your life. And I want you to be reminded of this that even in your broken place where you feel like you're going in circles and you feel like there's no vision for the future. This is what the Bible said. A righteous man may fall seven times, but he shall arise again. Grace is enough. Grace is enough. I want to pray with you today. We're going to pray a prayer. Just bow your heads with me. Then we're going to pray over our students and all of those that going back to school. But I want to ask you a question. Maybe you're here today and say, Pastor, there's some things in my life. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I have never invited Christ into my life. So you're not in covenant. Strength comes from covenant. The Bible said it's the joy of that covenant and the Lord that is our strength. You would say, Pastor, I'm not in covenant. I don't know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. We're going to pray with you today. But maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I've invited him into my life. But I've allowed voices and people that are not in covenant. Or maybe that I've just laid down in some things. And they're causing me to be bound. And I just feel like I'm walking in circles with no strength and no vision. If you're here today, we're going to pray for you. And then we're going to pray for everyone in this room that grace would unleash in a new dimension. And it would be like a force that puts us on a runway to purpose and destiny. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor, today I'm going to receive Christ as my Savior. I'm going to be marked with covenant so that grace and strength can work in my life. Or I'm here today and I'm going to recommit my life to Christ. And I'm going to ask him to forgive me of every sin so that they do not shackle me and blind me. And keep me from living the grace life. If you're here and you say, Pastor, that's me. No one's looking around. Just me and God. I want you to slide your hand up. I'm going to pray with you today. It's going to be a day where you break free. It's going to be, amen. Thank you. Hands all over the house today. We're going to pray. Everyone in this room, if you're watching online, you pray with me today. It's going to be a day of freedom for you right in your house. Or if you're traveling, wherever it's at. Everyone in this room, let's pray together. Say, Father, I know I need you. I need your touch in my life. I need to be marked and I need to be led by your presence. As I come into covenant, into partnership with you today, I know that I will be forgiven of every sin. So today I ask you, forgive me of everything that I've allowed in my life that has separated me from you wash me cleanse me free me and I pray today and I declare today that Jesus is in my life he is my Lord and he is my king and when I leave today I'm going to live the grace life I'm going to walk in the power of your grace. The authority of your grace. Because it is enough. Amen and amen. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayers that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday morning worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc and you can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones and tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today. and We'll see you next time.